Welcome to Oliver's Growth Series, where we discover how brands are driving growth, fame and purpose from inside their organisations in 2021. Sector by sector, capability by capability, we'll explore how the world's most innovative companies are meeting fresh challenges, achieving profitability and accelerating technology as well as operations to meet new consumer demands today. For those of you that don't know us, Oliver is the only company in the world to exclusively design, build and run bespoke in-house agencies and ecosystems for brands. We were recently ranked number one in Adweek's fastest growing list, having grown an amazing 380% across the US in the last three years. We believe that growth can only happen inside a brand or organization. And it seems that the world is beginning to see it the same way, with 78% of brands now having some form of in-house marketing operation. The subjects of our interviews aren't necessarily clients or even in-housing veterans. They are top industry leaders with a unique point of view on where growth will come from next. So sit back, relax and enjoy learning from their experience. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast or to follow us on LinkedIn for future episodes. In a post-COVID climate, insurance has never been more important for safeguarding our lives and our economy. Having worked with many insurance brands, Oliver believes that the insurance industry is an unsung hero and without it, we wouldn't be able to enjoy life's pleasures in quite the same way or build businesses that can protect livelihoods. Yet its importance isn't felt by consumers in quite the same way, with the AIB saying that building trust must become the industry's number one job for 2021. Today, we're joined by Alistair Stewart, Director of Marketing and Broker Development. Welcome, Alistair. Hi there. Alistair has been at AXA since 2011, and he has overall responsibility for marketing and broker development in the commercial intermediated business. Prior to joining AXA, Alistair spent a number of years in a variety of sectors, including food manufacturing, business process outsourcing, consultancy, sales and corporate development. And I'm also joined today by Simon Martin, the founder of Oliver. Welcome, Simon. Hello. Thank you. Not many of you know that prior to starting Oliver 16 years ago, Simon was actually director of specialist units for Aviva and has a deep history in the insurance sector, a well-kept secret. And it's there that he spotted the need for in-housing. And here we are today with Oliver being the fastest growing agency in North America and indeed probably in the world. And in-housing being a mainstream model that has successfully disrupted all that went before. So welcome. Just to start, Alistair, how about you tell me about how you and Simon met and then also what you think the learnings have been through this year of accelerated change? Thanks, Sharon. Well, when I think back to when Simon and I first met, when I joined AXA, Oliver were actually in place already. I think we had a team of four doing all our design work. And then Simon and I met up frequently. It was a much smaller company than Oliver, and we got to know each other over the next four or five years. So that's been a really positive experience for AXA. I must say the design function has really worked well for us. But I guess when I'm looking more specifically around this year and what we've learned, I think we've learned that we're probably better than we thought we were. We're more agile than we thought we were. We were able to make some moves that I think if I'd gone to board and said, listen, what we'd like to do is get 90% of our people to work from home and I'd like them all to be kitted up and uh, working effectively. Uh, I'd like that in the next three weeks. I would have been told to bugger off. You know, it's the kind of thing that it would have been a bigger project. It would have involved hundreds of people. But I think necessity dragged us forward. And I think probably we've made five or six years of progress in that last 12 months. 
Amazing. So one of the big topics that we wanted to talk about today, which has been accelerated or maybe impacted by COVID, is the issue of trust in the insurance industry. Obviously, with COVID, the business interruption insurance issue specifically has created some trust issues in the marketplace. But we also know that as millennials come up and start businesses and build businesses, that they have much lower trust levels in insurance in general. You know, how will trust play a part in AXA's growth agenda for 2021? I think that's a really critical question for us at AXA. When we look, as you say, at millennials, they're coming through, they're starting up businesses, they look for companies that they trust, they know and trust. And insurance has never really had a positive name here. I think there's some issues around misconceptions. I think there are some issues around complexity. I think there are some issues around transparency and perhaps the service levels that we provide as well, I think can create an environment where it's easy not to trust. And then I think we do suffer from, you know, pretty poor PR sometimes. Nobody ever wants to print the good news story. You know, hey, AXA pay a claim. Fantastic. I thought that's why they were there. But if we don't pay that claim, we will be on the front page of the media with some terrible outcome for a customer, whether that's a consumer or a business. So I think we have to lift our game in terms of trust. And we've got loads of ideas about how we can do that. It's just about getting it done and hoping for a more positive response. Yeah, for me, I think that, you know, Sharon and I are business leaders running a company of over 3,000 people in 40 countries. And we're not millennials, believe it or not. But um, (laughs) (laughs) I think the trust perspective is, for me, a lot about the complexity issue. I think that it is an extraordinarily, and I'm someone who studied the ACI exams, but it was, uh, you know, an incredible complex subject then, but it's getting even more so now with all of the different uh, risks and issues that businesses face. And I think that, you know, cutting through that issue and helping businesses really understand the complexities that they're facing and the opportunities that insurance brings is vitally important to me. I think to unlock growth, to find ways of building that trust that will enable insurers to, you know, cut through the complexity issues, whether it be with millennials or... I think you're dead right, Simon. I mean, the one biggest driver, I think, is simplification. And, you Mm -hmm. know, I think Einstein said, you know, we should make things as simple as possible, but no simpler. You know, and I think when we look at our products when we look at our policy wordings, when we look at the covers that we offer. We have to be honest, insurance can be quite complex, especially if you're a large company operating in a number of markets. And it is a legal contract. The organizations can be complex and they've got different needs and different attitudes to risk. But for the huge majority of smaller companies, Mm. it's got to be much easier than Mm. what we're making at the moment. Our question sets, as you say, you know, if you haven't done your ACII qualification, actually trying to understand the question sets, actually trying to understand the policy wordings and the covers that you've got, and actually understanding the processes that we ask you to go through, they're all complex and we could work hard to make them a lot simpler. So I think you're absolutely right. Simplification is number one for me in how we can drive trust. Mm. And obviously you work really closely in partnership with your brokers and intermediaries to do that? How can that dynamic really create this environment of trust? 
if I look at trust across the supply chain or across the distribution chain, I mean, the FCA are really, the regulator for the insurance industry really got their eyes on this at the moment because they want to make sure that customers are getting the best outcomes possible. And I think what we need in the distribution chain is, yes, some simplification. Some of these chains are quite complex, but I think what we need is more transparency so that the customer actually understands, okay, where is my money going? You know, what am I getting for my money? What should I expect from my broker? What should I expect from my insurer? And I think that's how we need to get better. I think when you look at the customer and the relationship that they have with their broker and the relationship that the broker has with the insurer, there is a lot of opaqueness there. And I think if we could create more transparency around policy, around how to make claims, around where my money is. You know, what am I getting for my money? How much am I paying for my broker? How much am I paying for my insurance? If you're a big real estate company, you might have the insurer, a wholesaler broker, a retail broker, a landlord, and a management company, all involved in a process which ends up with the tenant paying for the insurance. And that's really, really complicated. And it's mm-hmm. really opaque for Everyone needs to take a wee chunk. So at the end of the day, how much of my premium is actually being used to insure me? I think it's a really big question for customers. Yeah. So, I mean, that brings into play all sorts of questions around data, first-party data, data collection, data transparency, because that would be at the heart of any level of transparency. And also, there's a lot being talked about in terms of the Internet of Things about being able to mitigate risk through the collection of data and understanding how to personalise data policies more. What role do you think communication and marketing can play in bringing greater transparency and trust to the industry? I think in AXA, my function would be considered to be the kind of voice of the customer. And that's my responsibility then to make sure that at the top table, people are actually considering what is the best outcome for the customer here. So we can collect the insight, whether that's from brokers or customers, and we can deliver that insight. So we do a load of analysis all the time on what our customers are experiencing, what our brokers are experiencing, and we try to always surface that so it gets discussed. I think marketing has a limited impact on things like technical wordings. You know, let a marketeer loose with a policy wording and we would be covering everything for everyone all the time. <laughs> I mean, marketing would be a fantastic place to work. There would be no complaints, but unfortunately, the company would probably go bust in a bit weak. I completely agree. But I guess the role of building your brand and the trust element of brand, which, you know, is really where the concept of brand in business started. It's knowing exactly what you've got through transparency and understanding of what you are buying. There is a role there for, you know, marketing to facilitate and enable, certainly not write the policy wording, but certainly facilitate and enable you know, the communication of really what is going on in the world and also marshal and understand the data and comply with the rules, but also use the data to serve up to people what they need in the insurance industry. There's an opportunity there. I think if we look at global brands in insurance, there are strong brands, but there aren't really any that achieve that level of trust and transparency that really should be, I think, for the importance and weight that insurance has throughout the world. But there's that sort of deficit of, and it probably does come back to trust. And I think there's an opportunity through data in the future to try and enhance that. 
Yeah, I think data is absolutely key, whether it's to our decision-making, whether it's the way we talk to people, whether it's the way we collect in information about a risk. But just think, if we could use data really powerfully, for me, one of the ways would be, okay, so we've got a client here, and we already know 500 data points about this client, because actually, we've got systems, we've got access to platforms that we could simplify the whole process. So instead of asking the 500 questions on our proposal forms or submission forms, whatever, we only have to ask for 10 because we know the 490 already because we have the data on that. But I think at the retail end, so the broker out to the customer, I think that's a really exciting area. You know, how are brokers using data and digital to create a much better marketing interface with their clients? Because if you're a plumber, and you're insured through a broker, your premium might be 200 quid. And if it's 200 quid, that means the broker's probably taking about 40 pounds. There's a limit to what that broker can actually do for a customer who gives them 40 pounds a year in income. So it's about how you use data and digital there to maximize that 40 quid's value for the customer. And I think there's loads of stuff, like we use Salesforce, other good CRM systems are available, but we use Salesforce within AXA. And there we can begin to build pictures of brokers and how they engage with the AXA brand, when they engage with it, how they feel about it. We collect all that data in through various platforms that we then feed into Salesforce. And I think brokers could do that really, really well with the end clients. And some of these end clients, they might just be a plumber with 200 quid premium, but they might have a house. They might have a car. They might want to put their families through school, whatever it is that they want to achieve. The broker should be unearthing that, uncovering that and growing his business or her business through a better understanding of the customer. And we need to do that as well. So we need to use the data that we have on brokers to understand how we can get growth at each broker account. You know, I don't want to bang on about it, but data and digital process and digital marketing, incredibly powerful for driving growth. Yeah, I think that that brings us back to the point you were making at the start on a different subject, but that of agility and the fact that during COVID and the pandemic, you managed to re-engineer the way the business worked in a matter of weeks. You know, we need to look at how we can re-engineer the way brokers and insurers can tap into this data and this opportunity, what systems they can use and how they can become much more agile businesses to enable the change that needs to take place. How do you sort of view this organizational challenge that businesses have? You know, I'm very much out of touch. I've not worked in insurance for 16 years now, but, you know. Nothing's um, changed. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure there are a few things that have changed. But I guess that, you know, every business... We've got a view in our business, actually, part of our role is to help our clients be more agile because actually running a business is hard, whether it's an insurance broker, an insurance company, you know, we've built things and those things we've built aren't always fit for the future. So we then have to change them and we have to learn new skills and work with new systems and technologies, etc. How do you think the insurance industry, you know, brokers, uh, insurers are going to going to go on this journey with data, you know, the internet of things that Sharon was talking about, and just how can we use that to build trust, build brand and, you know, better connections with the consumers and brokers and insurers? I think when you go back to the, you know, the very start of when you were talking there just about agility, when I look at how insurers, brokers, but also, I mean, much more the commercial world at large had to change, had to flex, I think we acquitted ourselves quite well there. 
if I look at the way that marketing has changed in that space for us, so we used to do broker development courses. Part of our proposition is around helping brokers to develop their people. So we run loads of courses on sales courses, underwriting courses, whatever it is, leadership courses. And we used to be really happy if we got 20 people attending a workshop in Manchester or whatever to talk about cyber insurance, for example. When we run these courses now online, we are getting five or 600 brokers attending. And that's just blown our minds. We didn't know that that was possible. Now we know it's possible. So we're thinking, okay, so how do we make it a thousand brokers? Mm. How do we provide enough value through Zoom, through BlueJeans, whatever the platform that we're using? How do we provide enough value that brings brokers to us? And at the same time, how do we structure our business that we can better serve the brokers? So there's a lot of talk about the environment that we're going to come back into. And I think we're pretty clear it's going to be more hybrid than it was before. And that's also marketing and bizarrely also affects Oliver in this regard because your great strength, I think, has always been that you've been on site. Mm. And I could turn around and tap somebody on the shoulder and say, listen, we really need this by tonight. And that gets done. Well, actually, we've had to do that virtually which has been a challenge. I think the Oliver team have done a fantastic job. They're still as responsive as ever, as are the rest of my marketing teams. But in terms of agility and flexibility, we now know that some days we'll be in the office, some days we won't. And some days I'll meet the Oliver team in the office and some days I'll be there and they won't and vice versa. And I think that agility piece around how we communicate with our brokers, how the brokers communicate with their clients, it's given us a good bloody shake. But we've now realized what the opportunities look like, which is fantastic. Yeah. And I think what we've realized going through this, having, you know, over 200 clients and running over 300 dedicated in-house agencies for clients and brands in many different sectors is actually, you know, being in the same room whilst powerful and enables, you know, great communication, human beings love to collaborate and be in the same room. But actually, you know, what really sets our model apart is trust and collaboration because, you know, you form those type of relationships, but you can collaborate really effectively, as you're saying, with your big conference in cyber insurance in Manchester. You, know, you can still collaborate really effectively and achieve different things in different ways via the technology platforms that are available to us. So trust, whether it be in insurance or whether it be in uh, any line of business, including our own, is really, really important to enable human beings to collaborate and achieve what they want to achieve. So, you know, we've found this migration to virtual working, working at home, a real eye-opener for um, focusing on our culture and our ways of working with our clients. It's been fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it has. I think loads of businesses will have learned so much stuff here, things Mm -hmm. that we assumed that were here to stay, impossible to get rid of. We've always done it that way, haven't we? That's opened senior management's eyes to actually we can move quite quick. I think just going back to your point about the trust element, I think we have to innovate to remain relevant. It was just when we were talking about collaboration there. You know, when we look at the way that the economy is moving and there's loads of new startups, I don't think there's ever been more startups than there are at the moment. Well, maybe not right now, but over the last three years, whatever. Mm-hmm. And their their needs are changing. And we need to innovate our products and services. And I think that's where marketing can really play a role in understanding, okay, we've got a new environment. People don't have the fixed asset level they used to have. 
there's a load of people working from home or they've got their own companies or they're doing some weird, wonderful contracts. But it's much more about intellectual risk, for example. It's much more about cyber risk. It's much more about non-traditional insurance. And we have to respond to that. And I think that's marketing's role as an insight function is to provide guidance there to the senior leadership of the business to ensure that our products and services are fit for a newer model economy. That brings me to maybe bring this back round. We've talked a lot about agility and trust and data and hybrid models. And quite rightly, you put innovation on the table, particularly with even in business insurance, the direct to customer self-serve route that's coming up through, you know, sole traders and micro SMEs. Taking all of that together, what would you say, Alastair, is your biggest single learning from 2020? And what is your ambition for 2021? (laughs) <laughs> right. Okay. That is, that's a couple of biggies. I think the biggest single learning was if you create good, valuable content, people will come. People will consume it. They will access it. They'll access it more than once. We really quickly created a, what we called imaginatively because we're in marketing, we called the COVID hub um, and all our brokers could go there for loads of content because it was a time of such great uncertainty and we got experts in who could provide legal advice who could provide guidance on things like furlough who could explain to brokers how they could explain to their clients about how you get a rent rebate or a freeze or what different legislation was meaning you know insurance is not quite as glamorous and sexy as some other sectors in the market but i've been amazed by understanding now if i create good valuable content people will consume it and they will place a price on it so that's been a big learning for 2020 i think my ambition for 2021 is to take that a step further so it's not about covid now well it might be about the emergence of covid and it might be about risk management within a new hybrid environment but we have to find that these subjects that are of of great interest to our our brokers and customers And that might be because AXA have resource, we can pull in experts from different areas. And I think that would be one of the things that I would really want to focus on. The other one, from a again, from a marketing perspective, is how we drive engagement in the broker community. And Simon, same question to you. What's your biggest learning and what is your ambition for 2021? I think for my biggest learning of this year is to look with fresh eyes and not take things for granted you know, the ways of working, the ways of operating. We've proven to ourselves that things can change very fast and we can learn some really valuable new skills and capabilities extremely quickly. And businesses need to be agile and we are actually more agile than we thought that we were. So to take that and to, you know, be more ambitious in the future for how we operate our business, how we run our business and and the art of what is actually possible. I think for 2021, Our ambition is to enable our clients to create amazing content, to create it at speed with data and creativity so that they achieve standouts and differentiation and really deliver their audiences the right content at the right time and inspire them to action. So, um, you know, to take that idea of what we've achieved in 2020 and recognize that the needs of clients are evolving extremely fast with the access to data, with changing business models, with changing consumer habits and behaviors. So to really give brands and businesses that ability to connect with their audiences 
through data, through creativity, through really efficient production and create brilliant content that delivers their business goals and objectives. And that's what we love doing. I think this is going to be an incredibly exciting time for marketing. This is now marketing's time in many ways within what is traditionally been for us an underwriting driven for other businesses a production driven environment this is our chance to shine and to demonstrate how we bring real value to the business amazing so fascinating conversation we've covered a huge amount of ground in a short amount of time everything from agility not taking anything for granted that we can move way faster than we ever thought was possible that trust and transparency are going to be big issues moving into 2021. And I'm loving the fact that content is king, even for insurance brokers, <laughs> which bodes well for us, I'm sure. So thank you, Alistair. And thank you, Simon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Oliver's Growth 2021 series. We'd love to hear your opinions or pass on any questions to our guests please reach out to us via our LinkedIn page at Oliver. Alternatively, you can read more about our work or contact us via our website, oliver.agency. We hope you can join us next time.